topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Welcome to the Phoenix 5-0 show brought to you by the Public Affairs Bureau at the Phoenix Police Department. I'm your host, Ryan Cody, and this week we have heavy hearts after two funerals for two of our fallen brothers, Sergeant Tim Wheeler and Officer Mark Aker. Those funerals happened this week, and I know not everyone had a chance to be there, so we thought that we would tell you a little bit about these two great men, not for me, but from two of their friends uh, who spoke at the service. Let's start at Tim Wheeler's service with Andrew Henningman, who was a friend of his for 17 years, also an officer at the Phoenix Police Department. Tim and I were never able to work in the same precinct or squad together, but we worked numerous off-duty jobs. It was always at this job that I would tell Tim, Tim, you got 30 minutes to talk to me about finances, retirement, high three, and drop. Tim would then immediately whip out his phone calculator and off he would go, calculating and seeming where I needed to be at for my retirement until his time was up. Most of the rest of the time was always spent talking about our families, our lives, our careers, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. As most of your families know, when you do this job long enough, it can really test your faith in mental and spiritual strength. And that is where having people in your life who help you to be better and have your back no matter what is so important. This was my dear brother Tim to me. This was who he was and the standard in which he lived his life by. Many of you have already heard about heard this about Tim, and I know over the last week I've talked to many who belong to Tim's inner circle, and everyone said this to me, and it's so true. When Tim accepted you in his inner circle, it was like you were a made man to him. <laughs> he would move heaven and earth to be there for you no matter how much work it would take him. Here is an example where Tim did something for me that I know was not easy for him one bit, but he did it because of this bond of brotherhood we had built in our friendship. About seven or eight years ago, I was called to be the elders quorum president at church, which is a volunteer calling, and I was blessed to work with the adult brethren at church. On Sundays after the main meeting, we meet as an elders quorum to have a lesson, and for many years, Tim and I sat in this class together. When I was called to preside for the elders, I had such a strong feeling that I needed to call Tim as the instructor for the lessons. Now... Tim teaching building search, high-risk vehicle stops, defensive tactics, patrol tactics, not a problem. Tim teaching in a religious setting, I'm telling you, it was epic, and it still makes me grin. (laughs) It still makes me grin. I still remember our interaction at his home when I met with him and explained to him. I needed him to be the instructor for the class. Tim immediately started laughing. And he stopped and looked right at me and shook his head, and he said, I knew it. I knew that's why you were coming here tonight. (laughs) I then told him, Tim, you better have a good alibi, my brother, if you're thinking of taking me out, because our bishop and my wife both know I'm here at your house. (laughs) As usual, Tim laughed. He accepted the calling to be our instructor. So So I asked Tim to do something I knew would not be easy for him, because I knew two things. First, he would accept it because I was asking him to do it. And second, he would be an amazing instructor who would bring a realness to the lessons that the brother needed to hear. And that's exactly what Tim did. As he taught the lessons, you could really feel the great spirit and great heart Tim had in his love for the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
He most times kept his testimony close to himself, but it was always there, and I always appreciated it so much when it came out while he taught and whenever we talked about it. I will miss Tim immensely, as we all will. To Jen and the kids, your parent, Tim's parents and family, you will all see Tim again, just as all of us will, is in the plan of our Heavenly Father has for us. Okay, so I have one more story, one more Tim story. So my last Tim moment that will always make me smile and mean so much to me. As most of you know, Tim and I always had a greeting for each of us whenever we were together at work, church, or anywhere else. It was always, just don't be you today. When I was called into the bishopric at church, I was now having to conduct Sunday church meetings, standing up in front of the congregation every Sunday and conducting the meeting. The first time I did it, I was extremely nervous, and Tim knew this. As I was at the pulpit, I look out in the congregation, and in the very back, I see Tim, in the very back, pointing at me and mouthing the words, don't be you today, Andrew, right? But I've always known what Tim meant by this phrase. It is better and always to give the best you can. It was always his way of motivating me to be better, and I will always love him for it. Till we meet again, my dear brother Tim. Till we meet again. Poignant words there from Officer Andrew Henningman of the Phoenix Police Department. Let's move forward a couple days now to the services for Officer Mark Aker. And let's hear from Justin Martin, who was Aker's partner in the Maryvale Precinct. Here's a portion of what he had to say about his friend. When I was asked to come up here and speak about Mark, my freaking heart dropped. I felt emptiness, and I was completely lost for a brief moment. For the first time in my life, I was speechless. For those of you who know me, speechless is fun, which is kind of ironic, because Mark was many of the ones that stated that I have the gift of gab, which led to a frustration look from him on our calls. Justin, you do realize we secure in four hours. Shut up. (laughs) Then he would give me that smile and that chuckle that we all know so well. Because I didn't get to say goodbye to you, Mark. These are the reasons why I love you. My brother, Mark. You're the man. And you are a true friend. You continuously cared about everyone's needs before your own. Everybody who knew him knew that. Buddy, I will always remember how much love and concern you showed my family and our extended families. Multiple phone calls and multiple text messages making sure everybody was okay. And I didn't think it was possible with those big old fingers of yours. When we share family stories and plans or experiences, I would make sure that I went first. So, so Mark, you couldn't make fun of me for taking up all the story time. Damn, I miss you, dude. 
but I do have to thank you for bringing your family closer to mine and bringing Jake into my life. Now I have a mini you, and I will be telling stories and hanging out with the entire family for the rest of my days. Mark, you are a very unique partner. For those of you that were partners with him, oh yeah. You thrived on taking the calls, and as many calls in a shift as possible. Donnie, you warned me of that when I got his partner. He always wanted to drive. Donnie, you warned me about that too. You always made me do the paper. And it was on our way to the next call. So you drove, hit every bump in the road while I was trying to type. Thank you for that. Donnie, you warned me about that too. But what you didn't warn me about, Donnie, was how good of a partner he was. How good of a man he was. Which made him one of the best partners I ever had. I am gonna miss you, dude. And if it's okay with you, Mark, I'm gonna say there are stories. So when we all get together for a beer, we can cheers them, and it won't be natural light. <sighs> my brother, you left us too soon. As my brother, you will be missed. You will definitely be loved. And as my partner, we will ride again in our beat. Important words there from Justin Martin, who again was Mark Aker's partner in Maryvale. After Justin spoke, we heard from Pastor Bob Fessmeyer, who is the chaplain at the Phoenix Police Department, and he had some very poignant words, I thought, about the challenges that officers are facing in this day and age. And, you know, these two officer deaths were not uh, violent deaths. They were medical incidents that both of them suffered while they were at work. And so I thought his words were particularly important to hear because of some of the things he had to say. Let, let's hear what he had to say at, at Mark Aker's funeral. The honor of today extends to all who proudly, professionally, courageously, and humbly give up the years on the back end of their life to protect us moment by moment when we need you most. That is what today is all about. Honoring the life of a man who gave his life to a calling almost 30 years, a calling that required sacrifices over the years, adding up to a final moment that we honor here today. There are those who give up their life in a moment of incredible heroism. But there are countless others who give up their life one moment at a time, year after year. It is the culmination of countless events and experiences, sacrifice and service, standing in the place for those who cannot or who will not step into the arena of warrior or guardian. But make no mistake, and we should never take for granted that these costs have a cumulative effect of cumulative sacrifice. Yet people like Mark, people like so many of you gathered in this room here today, 
Those working on the street in this very moment would not have it any other way. It's who you are, not simply what you do. We gather to acknowledge the loss of even one of these gifts from God who gives up their lives one moment at a time is no less of a sacrifice, no more sacred than the one who gives up their life in a single moment. The greatest threat to police officers is not bullets, although the danger is real and ever increasing, and we have gathered for that memory and that reason in the past. The greatest threat is the constant cumulative effect of all you see and all you do for us. You take our place in our worst moments to protect and to serve, and now the added effect of how you are treated, the constant threat that if you are not perfect, if you are not politically correct, could mean the end of your career and the live livelihood of those who you love most, your family. Country singer George Strait articulated this constant cost and this threat as the weight of the badge. It is accepted in our world that officers live under constant threat. Sadly, this truth is often taken for granted. The sacrifices dismissed with words like, it's what you signed up for. George Strait adds clarity in the words that follow where he says, he or she swore that oath to protect and serve. You pour your heart and soul into both those words. You lay your life on the line. The badge doesn't weigh a lot until you put it on, and then the weight of it is staggering. That's going to be it for the Phoenix 5.0 show this week. We hope you can keep the families of Tim Wheeler and Mark Aker in your thoughts as they are very clearly dealing with some challenging situations now. So we hope you join us again next week for the Phoenix 5.0 show brought to you by the Public Affairs Bureau at the Phoenix Police Department. We want to thank Bonneville for the time, and we hope that everybody has a great day. You've been listening to 5.0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.